0: Red Dwarf Intro Cast, where we discuss Red Dwarf episode by episode. Newbies and long-time fans journey together into the far reaches of space on the mining ship Red Dwarf. My name is Heath. I'm Angela. And I'm Shane. And today we are discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Waiting for God. Shane, why don't you tell us about it?
1: This learns that he is a mythical god of cat's people known as Closer the Stupid and Red Wolf stumbles upon a Red Wolf garbage capsule, and Ruma thinks it's a status capsule carrying a dormant alien woman.
0: Oh, yes. I found some interesting things in our garbage, but never a dormant alien woman.
2: No, although there's the remains of a, oh, what was it called? A Quagar Warrior. Quagar Warrior. <laughs> yeah.
0: We have that in our garbage right now. Need to take it yes. out. I'll do that after the podcast. <laughs> So, oh, before we get too far in, we do have to say that, sadly, Sarah uh, cannot join us at this time. She is having technical problems, and we are hoping uh, that by next week, she will be back with us. So we will just be the trio this week. That really messes up our acronym, too. With Sarah, we can be Sash, but now we're just sort of like Ash or Has, Has, eh. Ash. (laughs) Ash is better.
2: Apps.
1: (laughs) Oz, Oz, Oz. Oz. <laughs> uh, so that sounds good. That sounds good. Who's Oz? Okay. Um, but starting, uh, starting with the episode, um, we we open up with all oh, these SOS West as per usual. But the one thing that we did make a big thing of last week was um, the chef. The results of the chef exam. Yes.
0: Yeah. Lister is
1: a liar. <laughs> yes, we made all that. We made that big thing about what would happen now. Now, uh, now Lister's this is actually in charge. Right.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm really surprised that they didn't make a big deal out of that. It must have been like
1: a um episode, um, thing. Like what they they just yeah. didn't have time for it. Basically, what the original plan was to actually do something in this episode, but um, because they already had two storylines. Yeah. Um, list of finding he's the uh, god of the cat people, and the storyline with the with the quagars. Quagars, quagars. 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 <laughs> they uh, uh-huh. find time to fit a third storyline in, so they decided to just put it as part of the holidays. I said, at the start?"
0: Which was eh. fun. Yeah. Holly, uh, Holly was fun. This episode in general, I think. Yes. Uh, not telling remember what the capsule was because it the laugh <laughs> this is funny <laughs> oh so let's see what do we learn in this episode we learn uh, cats have a
2: language cats have a written slash smelly yes. language
0: smell language the smell language yes that's the awesome cinta lingua- what would that be i don't know uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, smell language. I like I like the concept. It really makes sense, I think, for cats, uh, given how they sniff around all the time and bite people. No, that's just okay. my cat.
1: So
2: now I'm picturing like um, what different cat translations of works would be. Like Dostoevsky would smell very depressing, and <laughs> Jane Austen would smell very lilac-scented and happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did I like. have a question though, and maybe you can help yes. me on this. Um, yeah. As human beings, we all has all the, all the smells that we smell can be interpreted differently. Mm-hmm. Some people might say, "Oh, that's a lovely smell," where another person might say, "Oh, that's a horrible smell." If someone's smelling a book, could the smells p- possibly be misinterpreted? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, I mean, my smells
0: eyes. are. See, I I think that there's definitely room for that, but then you know, like. Words work, I think, kind of the same way. Um, yeah, and like I think of was it Stephen King's on writing where we read this anyway. Uh, but yeah, he talked about how when you write the word rabbit, then the rabbit I picture is something completely different from the rabbit you picture. Maybe my rabbit mm-hmm. is gray and your rabbit is white. You know, they both have some uh, base similarities. You know, maybe long ears and, and twitchy noses and cotton tails. But uh, you know, there's still different flavors of of the way that we interpret. And so I think it's sort of the same thing, maybe just to a greater extent, maybe not with cat people, I don't know.
2: I'm wondering if the books age, because when books age, Ah. then the smell changes. I wonder if the smells have changed and that's part of the reason the um, Lister myth thing got like rearranged and retold
0: That is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, of like the it print is. fading. Of course, <laughs> yeah, you come up with it. But yeah, like the print fading, except it's just the smell aging and changing. Not so much just becoming illegible or is smellable but different. <laughs> I like it. It's possible.
1: My favorite <laughs> character is back.
0: Talkie toaster.
2: Talkie yes.
0: toaster. Talkie toaster really shined in this episode, I think.
2: Yes. Yes, he he was job frustration. Poor poor toaster, just sitting there with who gets a toaster with artificial intelligence? By the way, it's the future. I mean, that's you have to do
0: that.
1: Yeah, Although, but that's got to be
0: uh, more expensive. <laughs> well, it's not like we haven't seen it before. Beauty and the Beast.
2: Yeah, but that was magic.
0: Yeah, but see, that it's exactly the same problem yeah they 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 apparently really, really enjoy serving dinner, and they don't get to so they're depressed and, and they sing Aww. depressing French songs about it and and then Bell comes, and you know because servants really, really like to serve, and so yeah, feudalism yeah. was really the best thing ever, I think, but <laughs> that that's that's a joke there uh but very much <laughs> but yeah, same thing for the toaster. the toaster he he loves baking toast, it is his his passion.
2: It is the raison d'etre. Raison
0: de toast. Yes. <laughs> Raisin toast. Mm. So, let's see. Oh, speaking of smells, we learned that uh, Lister begged off work 500 times claiming diarrhea. Yes.
2: Awesome.
0: Uh, that's, that's a bold move there.
2: It's got to be because he worked with Rimmer. I mean, yeah. yes, he's unambitious, but you got to work with Rimmer every day. I'd be begging off work for any number of ailments. <laughs> By the way, I still like Rimmer. Just don't want to work with him.
1: <laughs> I do have a question, though. If he's been off work for, on 500 occasions, how long have they been on the ship to begin with?
0: Uh, he well, has that, been he had been 18 there 18 months. Ah, oh, you got it, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, 18 months, so let's see... 30 times 18, that's, what, 300 plus 240. So, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 540 well, days, and he asked off work 500 times.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just because he asked off for work didn't mean he get got that day off. Yeah, he just
0: asked off a lot, yeah. Yeah,
2: because, you know, Rimmer was sharing a bunk with him, so he could have, like, tattletailed on him said, you know, no, he doesn't have diarrhea.
0: I've checked. (laughs) (laughs) And River would, too.
2: He would. Oh, that's so disgusting.
0: Poop jokes, folks. That's what we've gotten to at this point. Okay, what about this. (laughs) Uh, Hey, it's a podcast. This isn't Wilfred Shakespeare. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's All right, uh so Cat this episode uh, played a, a bigger part of course. Mm-hmm. Um first off, stunt work apparently. He does a nice little tumble onto the screen.
2: Yeah, and it was better than the first episode. He did sort of a tumble on the first episode, but this one they obviously took a little more time on. Was he like did he do
0: gymnastics
1: or something or was that a stunt guy?
0: No, it was Tim. I saw him tumble and stand up. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a double.
1: Well, the oh. guy actually the guy who plays Cat, Danny John-Jules, is actually a dancer. Oh. Ah. That yes.
2: That makes sense with his dancing, investigating legs, mm. feet. Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Weird chemistry there between Rimmer and Cat. Haven't seen many scenes with you know just them hanging out. And when Rimmer just sort of stops in the corridor and he's like, "What's doing?" Mm. Like, I got a shiny thing. <laughs> okay. Well.
1: Cool. See you later. Anything. Yeah. And so. Don't you think that uh, Rimmer actually talks down to Kat? Well, oh yeah. Rimmer talks down to everybody. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, 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 true. Nature. that's right, right, true.
0: I mean, like in, in the the last episode, he like just stopped and for no reason started hurling insults at him. And this one, he like at least actually asked what he was up to but then just sort of stood there while Cat did his routine. It was it was it felt kind of awkward to me.
2: I don't know, maybe it's because maybe it's meant to be awkward. Maybe it's because Rimmer does not know how to interact with Cat because Cat is not a a crewman. Like he doesn't have a rank. Ah. So Rimmer has no idea how to interact
0: no. with this thing. Yeah. Well, I mean apparently cats, you know, uh forebear Frankenstein knew to be quiet when Rimmer was around. So maybe some of this <laughs> is, is genetic. It's kinda to <laughs> the ages. Only starts meowing when Rimmer leaves the room.
2: Aw. Aw, Miss Frankenstein. looked just like our cat.
0: Yeah. Our evil evil cat.
2: I know. <laughs> Um, let's see, we had Star Trek references. Yay! references to actual Star Trek. The beehive hairdo alien women saying, teach me this human thing called kissing. Yeah.
0: I loved it. Loved it so much. Well, and didn't he say green-skinned at one point? I think so. Which would be a nod toward uh, Orion slave girls?
2: Yep. And the beehive thing was obviously that blonde woman with the crazy, crazy plaited beehive hair, Janice Rand. Mhm.
0: And I'm even more of a nerd now. So well. You are. You are. <laughs> pretending like you don't know Janice, or who Janice Rand is. You, uh, okay. So let's get into the meat of the episode. Uh, the, the, the Religion of of thing. cloister.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you know, I'm from the American South, which means that they, they make us read lots and lots of Mark Twain. So I'm not a stranger to writers being cynical about religion, and I don't mind it that much. But, wow, this and, was really heavy-handed with it, I think.
2: And, yeah, the sledgehammer that they took to say, this is what religion is. It is made-up stories. There is nothing out there. We well, are all alone in the universe. Yeah. Huh? Sad.
1: Well, say, saying that, though, I mean, you know, you've got the big cat religion, and Vimmer believes in aliens. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but
0: So.
1: And then,
2: they're all, like fake
0: yeah i mean that was the point uh the cats they believe in the coming of cloister and they just misread a laundry list uh uh rimmer believes in aliens and his quagar warrior is a roast chicken um yeah, yeah the, the, their whole stance i think of or theme of the episode seems to be that all religion is a fraud and only leads to destruction yeah, I don't, I don't know had... if, I'm, if I'm just misreading that, but that's the feeling that I got from it. I, I just felt it was a little heavy-handed without much uh, on, on the other perspective.
2: <laughs> well, especially considering, like, there was sort of this hopeless tone about the whole thing. And especially considering the second episode, Future Echoes, mm. then that, there was a lot of hope in that. And, like, hope for the mm. future and that, mm. you know, things were going to get better. But No. No, Uh, everything, uh, you you can't rely on religion, you can't rely on hope or faith, and everything is a lie. That being said,
0: though, there were some funny (laughs) lines while they were doing it. Yes. (laughs) I am your God. Okay, turn this into a woman. (laughs) Now, don't steal people's quotes. (laughs) I know I shouldn't use the quotes, but it was a really good one. It was.
2: And we get the supposed... Origin of cats.
0: Yeah, so, or, the, you know, or the the fate of his people.
2: Yes, I well, still we get what his parentage was too,
0: supposedly. Yeah. yeah, I I still choose to believe that he he just destroyed them all and he's making it up.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's intimidated that priest guy into supporting.
1: Supporting <laughs> <about the> <laughs> guy. What about that entire Bible that Holly know. transcribed for Mister? Uh,
2: Cats had a long time to write it.
1: Yeah.
0: He
1: he rounded up the scholars
0: and made them into suits last after they created yeah. this. You know, that was. They they got a few extra years of life by slaving away on it and then into the closet with them. Yes. That's just the horror. But, but in point of fact, though, we joke about this, but. Uh, we did see that Cat was kind of heartless when the oh, yeah. priest was dying. Uh, very little empathy uh, in Cat's nature, it would seem. Of course, he's a cat, so that makes sense.
2: But he's a cat, but, like, the cat priest, like, he was a cat, and he felt things very deeply, and, yeah.
0: Well, but, I mean, we, we heard him with his self-pity and, and whatnot. He really didn't seemed too upset about the rest rest of his race dying and all that. Just that, oh, I've spent my life doing this, and now I'm going to die. Yeah. It mm-hmm. mattered. And cat didn't care about him. Mm-hmm. So, if their entire species lacks empathy for other members of their species, it's really no wonder that they died.
1: I'm just wondering, um, did the episode actually have a happy ending? Because even though the priest actually died, he died in believing in the in the religion that he. Originally, thought he did. Originally up. He did, but it is codswallop. That's the whole
0: thing to me. I think is that Lister's. I don't know. Perhaps it, it was a mercy on Lister's part in that case mm-hmm. to, to, you know, to tell it to not tell him the absolute truth about things. Or uh, maybe
2: Lister was finally taking responsibility for this thing that he really had no control over. True. But he felt responsible about it, and Rimmer told him to shut up about it.
0: (laughs) Oh, let's see. Oh, neat thing. You talked about the Star Trek reference. There was also a nice little alien reference there. Uh Uh huh. Wiggly, slimy thing stuck to your face. Yep. It was going to come out of the garbage pod. You know, I actually kind of thought when they found that garbage pod and then started talking about uh, cats' people on their journey, that um, uh-huh. maybe some of the cats had been in the garbage pod and that like something had evolved out of them. I don't I didn't really think it through all the way, but I thought it would tie together somehow. I didn't think it would just be uh the Hwagar warrior corpse.
2: Yeah. I, I thought maybe like cat had a brother or something or maybe it would be the rival priest or whatever.
1: Yeah. Do you think we'll actually see the other cat? Because everything was well, destroyed, they sort of uh,
0: were very obvious. in the was it the red arrows that oh was it the red or the blue? Anyway, but, oh. yeah, one of one of them flew into the sun, and then the other ones just flew through space forever. Mm. So yeah. I think they very left it open ended on purpose there. So I think it's a definite yeah. possibility. It really, would be interesting if they made it to Earth and repopulated Earth after. Maybe humans, you know, blew themselves up and have the Statue of Liberty buried on a beach somewhere.
2: <laughs> Get your hands off me, you damn dirty cats.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but could they have actually made it to to Earth? Who knows? It's been a lot of years. Three million Okay, million well, impact, yes.
2: We, in fact, know that your theory was right, Heath. Yay. From I the totally last
0: episode. <laughs> But, That's
2: But I found a Beckett reference, kind of. Ah. ah. I was saying Samuel Beckett because of the waiting for Godot thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I found like an odd, odd possible reference, but probably not. But I'm going to make it because I'm an English major and this mm-hmm. is what I do. Um, the cat priest looked like a character from another play called Endgame, a character called Ham, who can't see and can't move and is near death and everything, and has a servant go around feeding him and investigating stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. And Endgame is by...
2: Samuel Beckett. Beckett.
1: Well, there you go. Same
2: guy who did Waiting for Godot. Oh, Interesting. I'm awesome.
1: Nice, but
0: but now can you link it to Kevin Bacon? Oh. Actually, (laughs) it's probably quite doable, but I don't know uh, British actors well enough to do so. So one of our fans, who's a fan of the Kevin Bacon theory, figure out how Red (laughs) Dwarf is most easily linked to uh, Kevin Bacon.
2: Oh, Heath impressed me so much with the Kevin Bacon thing when we first met I was 14, though,
0: but... <laughs> yes, well...
2: <laughs>
0: um, let's see... Oh, uh, Bagsies. Is that like calling dibs or, or shotgun? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. An, I thought that's what... Yeah, just an English version of that word. There's one thing I actually mm. do want to mention about the Cat Priest. Mm. Yeah. No Coleman. That uh, started mm-hmm. with the Cat, uh, cat Priest... Mm-hmm. And he had a major problem getting his lines right. Oh, And I believe they actually pre-recorded the entire section at the end, without the studio audience. Hmm. And you couldn't
2: really tell.
1: Yeah, and apparently he had major problem with with his lines, and it took him a, a however long time just for him to uh, say it. Ah. Say his lines. At just, least it uh, was
2: a very small scene.
0: Was it just like a matter of age or that it was weird sci-fi stuff? or
1: I just, I think it was just the fact that the weird sci-fi stuff mainly, to be fair. Um, um, I believe as well that they had some last-minute changes to the script. Uh, mm-hmm. so.
2: Yeah, like the third doctor who... The the actor couldn't keep up with the techno babble, so he found the phrase that he liked, reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, and stuck with it, Mm. even though that doesn't make sense. (laughs) You can't reverse the polarity of neutrons.
1: One thing I would say... Or you can't. (laughs) That's right. The the relationship between Zister and Vimmer. Mhm this, this episode i this is not listening to Rimmer anymore, pretty much not that it was listening to him to begin with, but all that quarantine period he went into the into the room and said, You're stuck in there for uh, three months or how, how, however long it was uh-huh, so, this mm-hmm. come straight back oh what, what yeah is that <laughs> yeah, in that big ground. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but then Rimmer isn't listening to Lister anymore, either. Mm. Because Lister, you know, when Rimmer wakes him up, then Lister actually says, it's garbage. And
0: Rimmer's like, it's
2: not garbage. Well, (laughs)
0: culture." (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't taking him literally.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but they've just stopped listening to each other. And when, you know, Lister is trying to say, oh, it's so horrible that, you know, these cat people killed themselves over me, then Rimmer's like, shut up! I don't care!
0: Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I did notice, have I mentioned this before? Uh, But on uh, Mm -hmm. Lister's wall, there's a picture of Frankenstein.
2: Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah,
0: there's a little picture of a little black cat. Aww. Um, oh. Which
2: you know, we see. knew that he had photos of Frankenstein and him
0: holding Frankenstein because that's how he got found yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Developed in the ship's lab. Um. Oh, you know what? I just uh, see. I wrote it down here. It wasn't green skin. It was long green hair and six breasts. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: See, I don't uh, know this episode. It's. I liked that it was more sci-fi. Yes. And made all the Star Trek and Alien references. It was better than the last episode, which, you know, was like an episode of Friends, as we said. But it was just the tone of it. It was funny, but it left me all depressed and sad at the end.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you must remember, of course, this was actually going to be shown before Future Echoes. Yeah. So maybe, fact you know, get everyone depressed for the end of the episode, then... Bang with a big, nice, happy one at the yeah for their own week.
2: Yeah, Maybe yeah. So. I sort of wish now that they'd
0: saved Future Echoes. What else did I notice? Oh yes, uh, breakfast is chicken vindaloo and a beer milkshake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think that's just. I just want a milkshake for breakfast.
1: I think that just proves how sloppy uh, this actually is. <laughs>
2: I think it's funny that they can get beer flavored milkshake. Is it beer flavored milkshake or is it just a milkshake with beer poured into it? <laughs> or maybe, you know, the marijuana gin poured into it
0: too. <laughs> yeah, um, overall, like I said, I-, I liked the episode. It had some really funny moments and some funny dialogue and, and I felt like the chemistry between Lister and Rimmer was, was a little better maybe than it has been. Um, chemistry between Cat and Rimmer was just weird, but, you know, mm. I'm sure it's a small ship. They'll have more time to, to develop that. Um, but, yeah, overall, I just thought it was a little bit heavy-handed with its metaphor. I, I, a little bit too cynical for me, maybe, but that's that's just me. Any other points?
2: Uh, I don't have any thing
0: else. so you know,
2: Lister worked as a supermarket trolley assist <laughs> attendant for 10 years, but didn't want ten to get tied years. down.
1: <laughs> I know we say this after every drawing, every single episode. Mm. But the clothes, why haven't they de- de- deteriorated after 3 million years?
0: Well, apparently... The preservation technology of the 23rd century is just remarkable because, um, I mean, the it garbage in the garbage box <laughs> was perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, their food is still edible after all this time, yeah. the, the clothes.
1: Uh, I, I understand um, this stuff because, of course, he was placed in stages. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's got all the clothes on his back and he's a sob anyway, so he doesn't change.
0: But Rimmer's original uniform.
1: Yeah, I un- I understand the cat, because there were safety seals in the hold. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, all the Rimmer's clothes, which Lister is now wearing, well, yeah. they deteriorated. Well, maybe
0: not all. Well, like the ones
1: that he was wearing when he died
0: deteriorated because everyone was just a pile of dust. But maybe mm-hmm. their closets are, like, fail-safe. Um, holds i mean it, the clothes can't die so they survived the radiation and that faded over three million years and and but then
2: how would they make that without making it like airtight because you couldn't make it airtight because frankenstein was hiding in the locker
0: or yeah in, in a locker but maybe i don't know S O D S O D. <laughs> No, it's like it's like in the fifth element where when, you know, he puts the bed up in the wall and then it gets sealed with plastic. That's that's what it is. <laughs> you take your suit, you take it and you put it in the closet and then you know it goes and it gets all, you know, sealed up in the in the plastic and then when you open the closet again it's it's nice and fresh for you.
1: I said this last week and I'll say it again, we really need a sword a sword to bell. <laughs> <laughs> Just ring it every time we see something. Sod watch. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Mm hmm (laughs) Of course, I get that. I mean, I was surprised at the state of the garbage. I mean, I get that. I guess space is, you know.
2: Space is cold. Not
0: not much free-floating bacteria and whatnot, and it is very cold. It is very cold in space. In space. But, yeah, the chicken looked like, you know, it had been thrown out last week. Not three million years ago.
2: Well, there's no flies or anything. Like, there's nothing to decompose anything.
0: Yeah, it's remarkable. The only other weird thing I noticed is that he said that dead people can have heart attacks, too. I don't know if that was a joke or if, along with the other programming of feeling pain and other uh, superfluous (laughs) uh, hologram things, that... The holograms can, in fact, have heart attacks, so maybe it's a good thing that hologram Rimmer runs all the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's got to work off that, you know, irradiated haggis that he doesn't
0: eat. Your future doesn't make sense. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this up then and yeah. go on to feedback. What do we got?
2: Uh, we have a um, wonderful review. From Jay Hunter on the Facebook group. Um, Waiting for Godot. uh, In fact, Waiting for God. um, An enjoyable uh, drama comedy (laughs) episode. (laughs) It really got over the relationship between Lister and Rimmer. uh, Changed from the uneasy tension from the last episode. And more fun slash conflict. It was also nice to see Rimmer so excited. uh, So ambitious and over UO, as he's been a bit mopey about being dead. I don't know what UO means, but anyway. Unidentified, uh, unidentified what, what was that? object? Ah, ah, yes. Unidentified object. Thanks. Uh, when I first watched this show almost 20 years ago, I couldn't get over how sad the Cat Priest storyline was. Not even Cat's one-liners could change that. I didn't mind the light commentary about religion and more light. <laughs> A very big, interesting story and looking forward to what you guys think about the cat's backstory since you've been speculating on it since the beginning. Also surprised to hear the negativity about balance of power, but uh, I was quite down on it as well. Great work with podcasts, love the banter, friendly, easygoing, great to listen to. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, thank you for that, Jay. Uh, Let's see, the other feedback we have was from Anthony James. He writes often stated as a least favorite amongst fans. Uh, I didn't expect to enjoy this one as much as I did when we reviewed it. Uh, We there being a Scuddercast, I believe, Anthony James from Scuddercast. I was uh, never a fan of the Cat Priest scene, but when we rewatched it, I had forgotten about all the other comedy moments and the comedy takes on religion. And the scene with the Cat Priest was actually a hell of a lot shorter than I realized. I really liked this one.
1: Thank huh. you for that, Anthony. What Anthony says actually about it being one of the least favourite.
2: Yeah. That, uh,
1: the episode is considered one of the, the weakest uh, because uh, Red Wolf's magazine uh, published <laughs> readers back in 1992, and it it came in 27th place with 0.4% of the votes.
2: Wow, you know, I w- I would put it above balance of power. Honestly, but again, I've only seen four episodes,
0: so <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes the longer you watch something, how you feel different ways about different characters, and yeah, it totally changes your outlook on an episode. So
1: balance of power, actually, I sh- I, we didn't mention it last this this last week, but the balance of power actually comes last in the uh, readers' poll with point one percent of the votes. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, so right. I'm
2: to take this as it gets better. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, in- indeed, indeed. But before we move on to quotes, I just want to play a quick message from our very good friends over at the Total Wrestling Show, because promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is Andy and Dan from Total Wrestling Show Are you enjoying the programming right now? It's been a great show and if you're enjoying this don't forget to tune in every Sunday 6pm GMT for Total Wrestling Show live and if you want to be part of the most interactive Facebook group in the wrestling world ever go to facebook.com forward slash TWS live or you can tweet us at TWS mate and don't forget if you can't join us live every Sunday at 6pm at Total you can always check us out on podcast and that is off the iTunes feed and while you're there leave us a review Exactly, so if you want to have the latest news, the latest reviews, the latest competitions and the latest superstar interviews, join us for Total Wrestling Show Live, the UK's number one in pro wrestling interactive talk. Yep, that's a message from our very, very good friends at the Total Wrestling Show. Now on to Quotes? What? Quotes? Yarn! (laughs)
0: Uh, Let's see. How about, uh, Angela, you want to go first? Don't touch my shiny
2: thing. (laughs) My shiny thing.
1: I toast, therefore I am. (laughs) Uh, Let's see.
0: I have uh, several here. Uh, You ought to try reading your shirt sometime, Lister. By now it's probably a novel by Victor Hugo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Depressing smells.
1: Lister, are you awake, Lister? Lister! What? Are you awake? Yeah. Hmm. I couldn't sleep either.
2: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I'm going to do the one because I'm an English major. Um, After intensive investigation, comma, of the markings of the alien pod, comma, it has become clear, comma, that we're dealing, comma, with a species of awesome intellect, colon. Good. Perhaps I might help you, uh, give you a hand with your punctuation.
0: punctuation. <laughs> uh, it's one of our red dwarf garbage pods with the writing burnt off in places. Why didn't you tell him? Well, it's a laugh, isn't it?
1: <laughs> six breaths? Imagine making love to a woman with six breaths. Imagine making love to a woman. <laughs> And I okay, have I've got one a cat toilet. quote
2: here. Oh, go for it. Um, I'll put it in my diary. Lunch with God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I will end us with another quote from Cat the Destroyer. You're the one who's dying, not me. Why should I let it spoil my evening? Wow.
1: And um, we've got to finish on this one, actually. Oh, okay. Ah. It's, the <laughs> it's a garbage pod. It's a smacking <laughs> garbage pod!
2: I love how that's interrupted the the ending credit song that was
0: awesome uh-huh. that, was that was great it. oh speaking of oh my goodness I should have had this in points but yeah I noticed for the first time uh, I noticed last week that the um, opening music the you know the symphonic and then the and then the closing music were the same and this one I noticed that all the incidental music is yet another version of the same song mm-hmm. uh, apparently it's like the Massachusetts Cantina Band here they have, they know the <laughs> one song and they can play it several different ways. But,
1: uh, it was intriguing. Uh, so I believe, mentioned that last week, I believe.
0: Oh, she did, well, I'm sorry. I was listening, I just forgot.
2: Shame.
0: <laughs> Shame.
2: I You right. gotta rate this thing.
0: Oh, boy. Alrighty.
2: Uh, <laughs> I- I'll go ahead and rate.
0: Okay, go ahead, and Maybe it's first.
2: Um, well, as I said, I like the sci-fi elements mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. the last one, but it was so heavy-handed and so depressing. But the Star Trek references really saved it, and the um the Quaguard warrior, <laughs> so I give it five out of ten giant, suggestive silver sausages.) <laughs>
1: Uh, gold, gold sausages. Yeah. Oh, gold!
2: Sorry, yeah.
0: sorry.
2: Yeah. Have to be accurate.
1: Nice. I really, I, I really like this one. Actually, to be fair, um, it's got so many classic lines, and yet, yeah, and it's so much better than last week's episode. Yeah, which is poor a, well. It's not difficult to be that better than last week's episode. To be fair, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to rate it a. I'm gonna to have to rate it a six. Smacking garbage pots. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually, uh,
0: I'm actually more with you on this one. I, I, I liked it a lot. Well, that's not true. I didn't like it a lot. I, I liked, <laughs> I liked parts of it a lot. I've had some good dialogue, some good moments. Um, I thought. They were, yeah, a little dark, a little heavy-handed and cynical in some places. But, you know, it's sci-fi. That happens. So I am going to give it six out of ten perfectly preserved remains of a
1: Quaigar warrior. That moves us on to the title of next week's episode, which is called Confidence and Paranoia.
0: Hmm. Was that uh, confidence or competence?
1: Confidence.
0: Confidence and Paranoia. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
0: So we have to guess what it's about, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, it's confidence. that
2: mistranslated cat Jane Austen book. They took <laughs> <picked> Pride and <laughs> Prejudice and made it into
0: Confidence and Paranoia. That is a lovely theory. Well, <laughs> let's see. Confidence and Paranoia. That that both both of those really really sound like Rima. So I'm going to say that this will be a Rimmer-centric episode because he's, like, really confident in his abilities, yet he always fails, and also he's paranoid about the power structure and being in charge of everything. So, I, it's a bit vague. I really can't place where the plot is going, but confidence and paranoia both describe Rimmer to a T, unwarranted confidence and ridiculous paranoia. So, that's that's my guess.
2: That sounds good. Excellent. Except, you know, the the Jane Austen thing I'm still holding Excellent. on to. Hey, I'm going to find literary references in every single one
0: of these. Or, you know, maybe they can go into the cat library and get some Wilfred Shakespeare books like <laughs> a, a Tale of Two Kitties.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> See, because cities, and it rhymes. And Hamlet <laughs> is a recipe. <laughs>
1: Brilliant, uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, before we go too off track, Heath, can you please tell us? Yeah, lovely listeners, I don't think we it? have said
0: this this episode, but uh, you know what we think about these episodes, so yeah, tell us what you think, email us at thereddwarfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash reddwarfintro, you can join our Facebook group called the Red Dwarf Introcast, uh, just remember to keep it spoiler free. If you have episode-specific feedback about an episode that we might not have seen yet, uh, just let us know what you're going to be talking about, so Angela and I won't become unnecessarily spoiled. We're spoiled enough as it is. And again, thank you for all your feedback. Keep it coming.
1: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, thanks for everyone for checking us out this week. So, goodbye, everyone.
0: Bye. Bye.